Hey everyone, this is Jabez here, host of the Library Scoop. I just wanted you to be updated in regards to our conversation with Principal Lewis Roberts. He is the principal of Gemini Middle School in District 63. Due to COVID-19 and the positive case that exceeds district's metrics, all the schools are going back to remote learning effectively on Wednesday, November the 11th. There will be no in-person learning or child care of any kind, including self-contained special education. We wanted you to be updated prior to listening to this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is Jabez here, the host of the Library Scoop, the official podcast of the Niles Main District Library. And today I have an awesome guest. He is the principal of Gemini Middle School, a part of uh, District 63 that serves Displains, Niles, Glenview, Park Ridge, Morton Grove, and part of Maine Township. His name is Mr. Lewis Roberts. I'm excited for our conversation, and I hope you are too. Now, let's get to it. So, Lewis, welcome uh, to the Library Scoop. Um, how's everything going? Yeah, well, first, I mean, thank you so much for having me. You know, everything's going really, really well. Just in the midst of planning for our return to hybrid instruction. So, been really busy here getting ready for that, getting ready to welcome kids back into the building finally after, you know, all of these months. So, you know, just just busy doing those types of things work-wise. And correct me if I'm wrong, but today of this recording, today is the first day of the hybrid. Today we brought back more of our self-contained students across the district. Um, so that's our special education students who are in um, self-contained programs. So we brought more of them back today. But our uh, for Gemini, our, our big um, start is November 9th with sixth grade. Tell me about the, the planning process of making sure everyone comes in safely, including staff as well. Sure. So we actually started with, um, we surveyed our parents and our students um, at, this, at the start of October and basically asked them, like, would you want to stay remote or do you want to come back to hybrid? And then they had the option to decide. So we actually at Gemini had about... 60% of our students choose to stay remote. So okay. we'll only have about 40% of our students coming back. Now we have over 1,100 students. It was very surprising to me. Uh, I, I thought we would have a much higher number of students uh, wanting to come back in the building, especially when we looked at the Department of Ed did kind of a, a statewide survey and it was running at about kind of the opposite where it was 60% were coming back and 40% were staying home. So initially that 60% staying home was a bit of a shock to me, but then I had to take a step back and, you know, I thought about, first of all, the community that we live in, Um, we have a lot of families that they, you know, um, they live with older relatives, grandma, grandpa, things like that. But then I also think it's a testament to the work that our teachers are doing. We have done a really, really fantastic job, um, not only Gemini, all of District 63 with our remote learning plan and the support that we're giving students and families. So I, I think that that percentage is really a testament to parents trusting that they're, they, they can keep their child home and they're still getting a high quality education. As an outsider looking in, it sounds like you, uh, your staff in District uh, 63 has put in the necessary uh, measures and protocols to make sure not only students are safe, but also your staff 
and making sure that the students do get a high quality education and also the level of trust factor between your families is still great despite the small little barrier that's keeping us separated during this time. Yeah, I agree. How long have you been the principal at Gemini for? So this is my third year at Gemini. What makes that school so so special? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> you know, so we have this school, like I said, we have, we have 1,100 plus um, adolescents who come here every day and they are so inquisitive. Um, they're so unique and they bring their own personalities and strengths into the school building every day. Mm-hmm. Um, this school is made up from students all over the world. Like we currently have, I think it's 40 plus languages that are spoken amongst our student body. Actually, fun fact that the number one language actually spoken at Gemini is Spanish, even over English. We, I mean, we also have, we have Mongolian, Bosnian, Assyrian, Yoruba, um, just, you know, just to name a few. So Gemini, when you, when you look at it, it's really this, I, I tell everyone this, it's this microcosm of our global community. And when you have this, when you have such a diverse population, you innately are exposed to, to many different perspectives and cultures. Mm-hmm. So I feel that when our students leave Gemini and, and District 63, you know, they're, they're really, they're more accepting, they're more understanding and empathetic because of each other. Now, that being said, you know, it just doesn't happen. And walking, being, you know, these different cultures walking into a school, um, you know, you just don't, doesn't just come out of nowhere. I think the other thing that makes Gemini so special is staff that work here every day. Um, everyone from our secretaries to food service staff to our um, janitors and of course our teachers, you know, they, they, they help create this environment where students can thrive and learn from each other. They also really, they empower students to be advocates for themselves. You know, we, we cultivate this safe space for students to take you know, risks to learn and grow. And I think the other really great thing about the adults in this building is they also realize that they don't know everything. And a lot of the teachers in this building are are willing to learn and grow themselves, which I think is really important. Absolutely. Now let's continue this conversation about community. Uh, Before this uh, interview with you, I looked up at the Gemini website and I see this quote of empowering all students to succeed in a changing world. As a principal, what does that mean to you? And also how, as an administrator, and as a school, how are you presenting or showcasing this uh, model to your students? So, you know, it's, it's interesting in, in, in education, the, the world around us is constantly changing. So, you know, at Gemini, what we do here is really focusing on those four C's of 21st century learning, which is critical thinking, communication, collaboration, creativity, mm-hmm. making sure that our students are exposed to all of those, um, because those are all the skills that they are going to need to be successful in the workforce. Absolutely. We start planting those seeds now, building those skills now, and then that transfers when they go over our students, when they leave here, go to Maine East High School. And that's also a large focus of District 207, um, mm-hmm. is giving students those skills and teaching them those skills so they can be successful. You know, we incorporate the technology piece here. All of our students are one-to-one with Chromebooks. So they get a Chromebook on day one, and that is their Chromebook for the time that they are here at Gemini. So we incorporate a lot of technology. 
as far as the building goes, now last year we went through a huge renovation where we we added on and renovated almost all of the spaces in the building. We knew that the building needed to reflect our vision of this 21st century learning. Mm-hmm. And we needed to create these spaces that would foster those different skills. So when you walk in Gemini now, you know, it has this, it's almost like a college campus in, in many aspects. So our students, like I said earlier, they work on teams. So each section of the school is dedicated to that team. So they have their learning studios, which would be what you would think of like classrooms. Each of these teams is centered around this common space called a learning hub. So these, you know, couches, various tables that foster collaboration uh, technology. They also have breakout rooms. So students go, you know, to these attached small rooms and go off and collaborate or work independently if they need to. You know, in all of the new learning studios, which are the classrooms, we've also incorporated these various seating arrangements. So we have high tables, low tables, um, all different kinds of chairs. So we've really gotten away from this. Every child has their own desk in a row kind of a thing that that just doesn't exist here. We have recognized the importance of STEAM mm-hmm. and the role that it plays in helping students enhance those critical thinking skills and really fostering creativity. Mm-hmm. The way that we've approached STEAM, you know, we really use STEAM to empower teachers to employ this project-based learning that crosses each of those disciplines in STEAM and foster that, that learning environment in which all students are able to engage and contribute. STEAM used to be an elective here at Gemini. It used to be one of those, if you want to take it, you can. What we did last year, it is no longer an elective class. We have made STEAM a core class, um, and that is, that's an investment. I mean, we've invested heavily in, in a program and teachers to, to make this happen. We need to expose our students now to this and get them involved, get them interested so they can be successful later on. So those are just some of the things that we, we've done to kind of you know, empower all students uh, to succeed in this changing world. It's sounding like we're taking this idea in your mission statement and applying it and you're consistently changing it to make sure we're, we're doing what we're supposed to do. And that's something that not only that I'm applauding, but I just want to say that's, that's amazing of what your team and staff has done throughout the years. I know um, I was reading that this um, expansion would happen in 2019, right? Still going on. We're in the last phase now. Yeah, uh, was the the outside the track and field, but yes, it started um, the eighteen nineteen school year. Um, basically, the the day school was out, uh, we were actually getting kicked out of our offices at three p.m. The day <laughs> they were standing there with hammers, like we have to tear down this wall. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean that's a short turnaround to just for yeah. a massive project, and it's and I mean. I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this, it's just like you can just look up the school and just find it on their um, homepage or even like a Google image search. You can just, just see all the amazing things like the hallways, the collaboration spaces. It's more, it is looking like a campus from like all the, uh, the pictures I have saw. So it's amazing. Thank you. We put a lot of time and effort and research into it. Yeah. Um, we're 
also very fortunate, you know, DLA Architects that we partnered with was really integral. And, you know, they, they used a lot of research about, I mean, down to like what colors are where and, and why they're there and how the brain reacts to that. And I mean, it's, they were a wealth of knowledge. I mean, this is, I mean, this is what they do. So um, we were very lucky to have them as a partner. I walk around every day and it just still, you know, it's just like, wow, our kids get to go to school here. This is pretty awesome. Yeah. So my next question to you, and I want to go back to the community piece of it. We already know you and I, and also the audience who are listening to this, that 2020 has been an interesting year in um, different in different ways and different accounts. But I had a conversation with the principal of Culver right across the street from the library about this uh, this topic. And that pertains to more inclusion and diversity. How has Jim and I has showcased the diversity and inclusion throughout the community? And how have you encouraged your students to let their voices and concern know? You know, I, I think first is you have to basically take time to even understand like what what are the cultures that we have in our building, right? Like and, right. and what do they value and celebrate and you know, what is the lens that they look through um, as they're approaching education? And as I say that, I know this isn't going to air for a little bit, but, um, I, you know, like right now, I know that, you know, a lot of our uh, Hindu families are celebrating Navaratri. So just, just shout out to them. You know, so I, I think it's learning about our, our community and, and the cultures. I think um, that's the first step. But I think one of the best things that we can do, and, and we do do at District 63 and Gemini, um, is to ensure that our students see themselves Mm. Uh, and they have to see themselves and their culture represented in school. You know, this means ensuring we have a culturally diverse curriculum. You know, our students need to see themselves and their cultures represented in the classroom libraries they have. You know, they need to see adults in the building that look like them. You know, and, and, and I think we do a nice job also encouraging our students to educate us about their lives and where they come from and their backgrounds. And, you know, encouraging them to incorporate that in, in assignments that they turn in or in the writings that they do. So it's just really giving them that space that we value you as a person and all that you are. That, you know, that whole child approach and just letting them know that. So I think that that's important. I also think, you know, allowing students voice and choice yeah, ever since my days as a classroom teacher, that has always been one of my big things. Because as humans, we all want to, we all want choice, right. right? And we all want to make sure that we're being heard. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, our staff, we work really hard to create an environment where students feel safe and want to take risks. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, one of the benefits of that is, uh, of creating that environment is, you really build connections with students. Mm. When you build connections with students, you're going to establish this level of trust with them. I also, I think a little bit earlier, I, I might have mentioned student empowerment. So we teach students that they have to be advocates for themselves and they need to speak up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think to getting back kind of to your core question, it's about, it's really about empowering students, providing those opportunities for agency and teaching them how to advocate for themselves. Because a lot of times they just, you know, they have concerns. They just either feel, one, no one's going to listen to them, or two, they don't know 
how to go about addressing it. Like, well, I'll just kind of keep it to myself and move on with life. Right. And that's what we don't want. Absolutely. From the middle school ages, it's all about curiosity to them. The, the world is starting to open up a look, just a tiny lens. They have phones right next to them. They're always on like social media. So they, the access is endless for that age range. But then I think we're in, the, we're in an era where they're starting to ask questions. They're starting to be more interested in what's going on in the world. And they're starting to be interested in like, how can I make a difference in that community? And like you said earlier, I, I, from an outsider looking in, it just sounds like you've created, and your team have uh, created a culture of like, it's, it's now like a person over you. This is all a big learning community and you are valued here and that's something that as a middle schooler that's something and especially during this time that really matters and i just want to commend all parties for that yeah thank you you know I, and i think it's something that we do not only here at gemini but just you know in district 63 in general you know i, I think we do a nice job of of that so thank you this large gap of students and also faculty and staff not seeing each other on a daily basis and feeling more towards isolation and more just like self-doubt was probably the meat of our conversation in my last episode of the podcast. So I wanted to know, um, in your case at Gemini, it's just like, what role does the school take to help not just students, but also staff with their mental health during this time? You know, one of the great things about our district and the school is we have an entire student services team here at Gemini, dedicated to Gemini. So we have two full-time school psychologists and three full-time social workers, uh, mm-hmm. one of them bilingual Spanish. Uh, and then we partner with Niles Family Services. Um, so we have one of their social workers that comes in part-time and helps some of our families. So we're very fortunate in that aspect. I realize that, that not all schools have that. So, you know, we have the entire mental health team at our disposal for our students. So, I think that this year, one of the things that's really helped is all of our um, all of our students see their teachers every day, live teaching. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things in, in our remote plan is that all of our teachers are conducting some portion of their class live every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're able to go on through their Google Meet and interact with their teacher and interact with all of their friends. You know, our teachers are doing breakout rooms and so trying to, to mimic as much as possible what in-person instruction would look like. So right. I think that really has helped students to a degree. Uh, we also have at Gemini advisory. So advisory is a class. It's, it's small. We have you know 13 to 16 kids um, meet every day, the same group of kids with a teacher. Um, and that whole time is really just built around relationship building with the teacher and with each other gives them that space, safe space. Here's this core group of um, peers that I, that I can build a relationship and can count on and can talk to. And here's this one teacher in the building that I know if I need anything, I, I at least have this one person, you know, and they, that class meets every day. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, those are two things that, that we've done. Um, but we also, our staff every week, our teams meet to discuss students um, and everything from, you know, attendance to grades to, you know, 
something's going on. They're, they're just, they don't either, maybe they haven't been in class or they've been disengaged. You know, our, our teachers have a pretty good pulse on, you know, the kids. The great thing of having them in a team is these five teachers all see the same group of, you know, 130 kids. So as the math teacher, you know, I, I noticed that, you know, Jabez was, he hasn't been participating in class. Like I ask a question, he's not, he's giving me short responses, which is unlike him, the social studies teacher. Yeah, I've noticed it too. All right, there's something going on. And right, right away, we, we, you know, the teachers get involved first, mm-hmm. try to problem solve, talk to the student, talk to the parent. Um, and then, you know, we can kick it up to that, you know, those, the social workers reaching out, those psychologists reaching out. We have a social and emotional curriculum that we teach sixth through eighth grade. Students get exposure to that as well. So those are just some of the things that, that we do. We do take our social emotional learning seriously. Uh, and we do, like I said, we, we're very fortunate that we have this group of dedicated, we call them student services, that their whole job is the mental health of these, you know, 1,100 kids. Um, as far as the staff goes, you, you know, just checking in on them, how's it going? You know, they're, they're really good about being there for each other, um, but also, you know, allowing them some grace. Uh, I, I, my hat's off to, to all teachers right now, you know, not, not, just, not just our district. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't imagine being back in the classroom right now. Um, just thinking, you know, uh, from my own perspective, um, I think one of the hardest things for our teachers is just that they, they, they're not in person with those kids. And, you know, we don't get into this profession to sit in front of a computer and look at, you know, 25 little squares. Right. Um, So I think that's been really, really hard for teachers at Gemini, you know, just letting them know that we're there for them. They are not in this alone that we are stronger together and that if you need something, you have 121 other people that are here to support you. Let us know. It's it's a team effort and all hands on deck. So, uh, well, I'm glad that a lot of success is your way when it comes to Gemini. I've been so impressed of all the plans and all the uh, initiatives that are going on and, well, Lewis, I don't want to take up much of your time, but I just want to say thank you so much for uh, getting to talk with me. Um, you're an inspiration to so many uh, admin and educational leaders out there. And just keep up the good work. All right. Well, thank you so much, sir. It was a pleasure. Can't thank Lewis enough for spending time with me on this episode. Pretty exciting things are happening in Gemini, and the school is very lucky to have him as the principal. If you would like to know more information about Gemini or uh, District 63, here's a direct link. It is emsd63.org slash Gemini. G-E-M-I-N-I, Gemini. Thank you again for listening to the show and hope to hear from you all soon.